listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 187. This episode is brought to you by Pure Wad. Pure Wad, P-U-R-E-W-O-D dot com. The discount code is GGW. I've been using their greens supplement. And, you know, normally when, Claire, what do you think about when you think of a green supplement? Like grass, like I'm eating yeah, grass. Yeah, like it's like sludgy and gross. Yeah, like and, powdered. Yeah, no. Yeah, and so we, we've been singing their praises for a while. They're uh, a wonderful sponsor to work with. And we've tested all of their products and this product in particular is like a berry green drink and so what I've been doing is mixing it with my pre-workout too so it's kind of like a little bit of both and it tastes like berries so a lot of the times you get that green drink flavor where you're like whoa this tastes like grass and it's delicious because then I feel like I'm getting all my greens for the morning and then it gets a little little pep in your step. Is that uh, like too heavy for your workout? No because it's not it's, it isn't heavy at all and like we've talked about with previous products is all, all of their products are really they just digest very well and so um, I have had zero issues and it really more just tastes like a fruity drink and then mm-hmm. it has amazing greens too and it has like probiotics and I think it has got some MCT in there it's just pretty darn good stuff so pure wad if you want to support the podcast please support these products we know you have tons of products that you listen to a ton of different podcasts but these guys are amazing to work with and it really just gives us a little support when you guys support the sponsors of this podcast that's purewod p-u-r-e-w-o-d.com and the discount code is g-g-w we've got a lot of good feedback about the starter packs and the trial i think it's like a sample pack so you can try out their products before really committing to one big purchase or you know go ahead and just take our word for it because they really are incredible products yeah we've had a lot of people sign up for the subscription too so you can just you know, turn off your brain and not have to remember about reordering. Yeah. This week we are going to be talking about our level two. Yay. It's been a while since I did a yay. That was like a throwback yay. Yeah, throwback. Yay. The weekend of the level two. Let's just start yeah. by saying Claire and I had every intention to record during the lunch break so we could really be in it in it. But man, we were just so fried that we wanted to go have French pastries over lunch. Yeah, and so we that's did. what we did. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I It's really hard to eat a delicious flaky croissant over a microphone. It yeah. Just wouldn't, it wouldn't go well. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty annoying for you guys listening. So here we are. It's Monday night. We just got done yesterday. We finished our level two. We were so excited and it was a really long weekend. It was a it was a pretty challenging weekend, but we're going to start by giving our little recap of, of how it went down. So Claire, off the top of your head, is there anything that kind of sticks out as like a favorite moment or something that was more one of your more favorite times of the weekend? My favorite? I don't know. I feel like something that you was- really enjoyed more. I just liked how hands-on it was. I think, like, in level one, I think it was more about just giving you, like, downloading information in your brain and, like, yeah, you have breakout groups, but it's a lot more focused on, like, teaching you what to do, whereas this was a lot more focused on, like, improving your skills and, like, a lot more um, specific feedback on, like, exactly what you were were doing versus just sort of, like, okay, this is how you do it. It just, you know, it's supposed to be more advanced, but it did. It just felt a lot more more advanced and specific and like okay we're not gonna just spend this whole time going over the basics like we're really gonna dig into how you coach and how to improve your coaching yeah it was very concentrated on coaching movements specific movements and how Mm. you coached and the language you use let's start at the beginning so we started on let's see saturday morning we get there and there was about 40 people and of course walking in i was so nervous were you nervous at all i think i was more just like nervous because in like the broader sense of my life i have a lot going on right now yeah 
like we have a partner we have like a big retreat this week and so I was kind of more nervous that like I was going to be distracted and that I wasn't going to be able to focus but like for some reason for the actual seminar itself I felt I don't want to say that I felt like confident because I wasn't going there being like, hell yeah, I'm going to kill this. But I kind of just like did tried not to have any expectations for it. So yeah. I wasn't that nervous. Yeah, I was pretty nervous just because I, I think both of us have really backed off of coaching in the past year. So I feel like I was going to walk into just this lion's den of people just coaching left and right perfectly. So when I got there, I walked in and I immediately saw Becky Harsh and I was like, oh my gosh, hey, Becky, because she did my level one and we're Instagram friends with her. So I feel like we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> those weird things so I gave her a hug and then Dave Tittle was our um one of the other coaches and he did my level one as well so immediately I felt at home because I had two familiar faces and then of course Dave Lipson I turn around and there he is I'm like oh my gosh he did my level one too so it was immediately like put at ease because I, I was pretty worried about what to expect that's kind of like half of it is you're anticipating this really scary environment and I mean I should have known that from level one, level one was the most welcoming, inviting environment that why would level two be any different? Yeah. And I, I think if anything, I was like, if there's anything I was nervous about, I think it was just kind of that, like, I didn't want other people to be like, well, you're not really a coach because like, well, I'm not like at the beginning, we all introduced ourselves and I was like, yeah, I'm not currently coaching anywhere actually. And I was really afraid that people were going to be like, well, then you get out of here. Yeah. Why are you here? It did not happen. <laughs> Well, I think too, because I talked to TJ and Coach Mike before I did, before we did it. And they, of course, were like, it's pretty intense. And so I kind of got a little scared. I'm like, what do you mean? It's really intense. But um, yeah, so the first day was really fun. We kind of went through the, all the movements and broke down the movements even more and did a lot of breakout groups. But the points of performance is like, if you don't know that you're really behind. So I was so glad that I studied that before walking into it. What was the hardest part for you? Um, Probably the first day at the end of the day is when we had to coach the one-on-one. And um, just so listeners kind of have a context is the first day we, we broke out into doing uh, just doing corrections. So you really weren't coaching per se, you were more or less identifying problems in a movement and learning and making sure that you had the eye to identify problems in a movement. And so we did a lot of that for the first half of the day. And um, I think there was a lot of lectures in the afternoon. So then at the very end, they were like, okay, now we're going to break you into groups and you're going to coach people one on one. And you're going to teach them an actual movement as opposed to kind of identifying corrections as a group, which we'd been doing for most of that day. And so I feel like that was probably the hardest for me at the at the end of the day, because my brain was already fried with all this information. And then we're just kind of partnered up with these people. And you had to teach a movement to someone in front of a group. And I don't it didn't it's not that I was like worried about it. It was just more of my brain couldn't handle any more information. So trying to trying to do a good job with that at the end of the day, I felt like was a pretty challenging moment yeah I felt like you know I've coached a lot of classes and I felt really like it's totally different being in front of a lot of people who you know they are like looking for the things that you're missing that's exactly what it is yeah and you're like and so you're every single thing you're saying you're like second guessing you're like oh should I said it should I said it should I have said a different way like should I have included something else and like I ended up that the first afternoon I actually really I thought I did really well like I kind of finally I see I could see what you mean about like kind of having your brain be a little bit exhausted but I kind of was like more warmed up than anything in terms of my coaching and so I did a pretty good job with I coached the push jerk and I felt really good about it 
But then the next day, it was like, okay, tomorrow you're going to, like, teach and move to your whole group. And I um, was doing the deadlift. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I'm going to teach the deadlift from the top down. I never teach. I've literally never taught the deadlift from the top down. I teach my power lifts not powerless, my Olympic lifts from the top down, but I've never taught the deadlift from the top down. And I totally bombed. Like it was, and afterwards I was like, why did I try, why did I decide that like now was the day to try to teach something completely different than any way I've ever done it before. And then that afternoon we did it again. And like, you know, they kind of gave us some specific feedback from the morning session. And then in the afternoon session, we went back and did it again. And I taught it my normal way and it was great. And it was like, why did I go in? Why did you, what was your, what was your thinking at the time? Like, were you watching videos and you saw something cool or what was your yeah 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 exactly like I was like the night before and that morning I was like going through different videos and first of all I know I texted you this but first of all I was looking at videos for I think it was like the push press or something and there was a video taken from somebody's level one and it was just showing like you know how to identify common faults in the push press after a second I realized that I was watching Bob Harper's level one breakout group (laughs) and that they were like okay so you know what did he do good in that move and, and Bob was like well his um, shoulders are really engaged or something and the coach was like I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that his like that's actually what was wrong like his shoulders and Bob was know, like fighting with them he's like I thought they looked good yeah he's like no I thought they looked good and I was like see even Bob Harper he did not he didn't he didn't kill it in his level one so yeah. I thought he feel it <laughs> it was a pretty young Bob Harper with a very young Bob Harper. I don't even know when that video was. I didn't look at the date, but... But I mean, nonetheless, like, yeah. he would have... You know, he was like a personal trainer. I mean, before it's he ever Bob Harper, yeah. So anyway, it just kind of made me laugh because I was like, see, like, even Bob Harper, like I, like, I have a really hard time with when people ask you questions and they already... Like, it's not necessarily a black and white answer, but they already have an answer in mind. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, so what are we looking for here? And you're like, well, you know, I'm looking for the bar path. They're like, okay, yeah, but what else? I can't stand that. Can I just okay, say? Are looking for the bar path though. So like, if you like, oh, it drives me crazy. So that's, that was that's hard. that's that one. That's absolutely one thing that I mean, j- not just in general too. It's not just at this seminar, but there's been times where if I'm taking any type of class or certification or what have you, you can tell that the, it's it's almost like they have the answers so rigid in their mind that they are so blocked on other possibilities. It drives me crazy. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, you're not not looking at the bar path, but right. like, if the answer that you want is oh, you know, I'm looking for the hips to fully extend, then, like, just ask, like, what's important about the hips in this Right, moment? exactly. If you want <laughs> like, that. Just tell me what you want. Ask that specific question. I don't know. So that was, like, a little bit. Anyway, but, yeah, so I thought... I, I had just been watching videos the night before and that morning just like of just trying to think of okay what the feedback that I got which I know this will shock all of you is that I explain things too much mm-hmm. which I totally do and I to, you know as soon as you said that I was like yeah I do that kind of on purpose actually because like in my mind I want my athlete to know the the like reasoning behind why I'm trying to get them to do what I'm trying to get them to do and you know kind of came to realize like there's a time and place for that but that time and place is not like in the middle of a lift mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was watching some things to get an idea of like, okay, what's it like, how can you give simple cues? Like, what are some examples of more simple cues? And I watched a video where he cued the deadlift from the top down. And I was like, oh, that looks great. I'll do that. And but I never like I'd watched the video like once. Yeah. And then I got in there and I totally bombed. And he was like, so how did I feel? And I was like, I felt really disorganized. He's like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, okay, great. Good feedback. (laughs) Good talk. Good talk. That was not that was not good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those seminars where you have to be open to feedback. Or you, I mean, I walked in thinking everyone's here to get feedback. And Coach, uh, I think it's uh, oh gosh, Curtis. He he was amazing, and he was telling us in one of our groups that just by being there, we're already taking a step to be better coaches and better athletes, and that we just have to keep that in mind because he's a very intimidating person. He's just got a very dry presence yeah Curtis is like the guy like the best way I can describe him is that he's like your friend's dad who you aren't sure if he's joking or being mean and you're Mm -hmm. like trying to like (laughs) smile because you're eating at his dinner table but you're not sure whether or not he's just like being a dick it's kind of like on Clueless where he's like get out of my chair yeah exactly (laughs) like and he's like nice but at the same time you're kind of like but then he'll throw in yeah then he'll throw in some comments where you're like oh you're super cool yeah and once I started working more with him like oh yeah he's really really cool and they all are they're all just so amazing but it was he's definitely one where I was like you're a tough nut to crack here I don't really know how to read you he was very aware that he can be intimidating so when he's watching people coaching he kind of just sat way far off so he wasn't just like standing right by us watching his coach because he knew that that was really going to make us even more nervous and we could just to really tell I think you brought up a good point is that we're all there and we all have experience coaching so to have all these coaches evaluate your coaching felt just like another level of, of fear it was really good I mean I, after that first day you know getting the lay of the land is really important for me so feeling like okay this is a safe space I'm safe here no one's gonna make fun of me no one's gonna be you know rude and I I don't know why I would think that in the first place but that's just kind of where my mind goes is I just need to establish that this is a safe group to to do my thing but yeah it was interesting to kind of get through that first day and then of course my feedback was that I rely a lot on and when we were talking about feedback for the listeners is that the coaches will evaluate your coaching and then you have to hit certain points of your teaching and coaching and they give you feedback to come back the next day and do it over again with the feedback they gave you and make improvements and make adjustments. So my feedback was that I use, I rely too much on verbal cues (laughs) instead of uh, tactile cues and physical cues. So I had to, the next day, Curtis told me, you're not allowed to speak (laughs) when you coach. And I was like, well, that's going to be fun. (laughs) It actually went fine because I was drilled into my head that I was not going to use any verbal cues. It was interesting. It was definitely difficult because all I could do was touch people or stand in front of them and show them without saying anything, which, you know, but it was kind of cool because everyone knew that was my goal. So it's not like they, (laughs) they were like, what are you doing? So yeah, that was really challenging too. Um, also, somebody just somebody just Facebook messaged us. Let's just um, get it out there that you didn't. We did not work on muscle ups at all. Nope, not at all. That so wasn't even a part of the weekend. Not even on the radar. Mm-hmm. Joy did not get her muscle up, but it, we weren't even. That yeah. wasn't even like a thing. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone and let let you guys down. <laughs> But I did not even touch the muscle up rings. The other thing I want to bring up before I forget is that the, I don't know if there was a tip that you kind of took away from that stuck out in your mind, but one of mine was that we hide behind our PVC pipes when we coach. When we were doing a lot of our drills, Coach Curtis wasn't allowing us to hold on to a PVC pipe because we tend to walk around like it's a staff and just like point at people. Oh, really? I don't really do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't either, but I think it's, I think especially when we're doing the drills in the level two, you have a tendency to hold onto it like a blanket. 
uh like it's like a comfort thing and so he had us drop the pvcs and walk around and make sure that we weren't relying on that as like a fidget toy yeah there was one guy who was like using the pvc way too much to correct the bar pass in the front squat and he was like okay like like let go of your pvc like what yeah. else could you use well drop the um, binky what did you was there anything that you thought we were going to do that we didn't yeah i actually i didn't think we were going to do as much program planning i feel like it, i was expecting a little bit more of exam a couple times the coaches would get in front of us as a big group and give examples of what coaching looks like, right? So how to coach a movement. I was expecting more examples from the coaches throughout the weekend instead of just have, I mean, I completely understand that we have to get in and have that practical time and making sure that we're doing the coaching development piece on our own. But I think that's kind of what I was expecting more of too, because I, I really like to observe and I like to watch you know, like when Dave did the example of how to teach a front squat or how to teach an overhead squat, I learned a lot by watching him. So I feel like that was something that I wish there was a little bit more of. I understand why they don't do it, just especially with time, but I wish there was more of that and less of like the program planning. I think I knew that there was gonna be a lot of program planning just because I feel like I've talked to somebody about that before. But I think that it's really valuable coming from the the standpoint of like, you know, if you're coming to your L2, chances are, I think most people who go in there are either affiliate owners or head coaches versus like exactly exactly yeah more for just like your your normal coach so I like that they go through that you know they kind of touch on it in the in the level one and I think it's really important and I thought it was interesting you know I think for us obviously it it applies a little bit less but I, I also like they have like this whole section dedicated to the fact that like you need to just be okay with programming heavy days and not like trying to you know not trying Pack, like to, five different things in an hour right yeah which I have always you know they talk about that in the level one you you hear about that in like the CrossFit journal articles like you know this is not like proprietary level two information like the level you know that like when there is a heavy day you should just be lifting you shouldn't start with a metcon you shouldn't end with a metcon like maybe maybe you know include some skill work in there as a cash out if you really are working on something as a gym that month or something but like a heavy day should stand alone and the only gym I've ever been to where they have actually done that is 5280. And every other gym I've ever gone to, which I have now not just been a member at like five different gyms, but I've dropped in at gyms all over the country. I've never seen another gym that just that just programs like, okay, all we're doing today is like five sets of three push press. And like, it's always, okay, and then we're going to finish with, you know, even if it's like a five minute Metcon, it's always like, okay, it's not, it's never just like, okay, great, put the bar away and now you're done. Yeah. So I like that. I think it's important. I, but I, you know, I, I get it. Like I remember when I made one of the first people who reached out to me about CrossFit, man, I maybe have been doing it for like a year or two, was this guy I know who he does Ironman triathlons. And he was like, hey, I've been thinking about doing CrossFit, but I work out for three hours a day and I just don't think that CrossFit's going to be enough for me. And I was like, well, no, it's not a three-hour workout, but like, you know, if you're going into it expecting it to be a literal marathon training session, no, that's not what you're going to get. Right. But like if you're going into it, saying like hey I just want to increase my overall fitness like then those heavy days you know there's definitely a place for that there and I think it's just that and I I just to back up to I totally agree with you as far as the level two and what it's and who it's catered to because I 
totally agree that there's not a lot of people that are going to go for their level two, level two for a number of reasons. But I think the people that do go for their level two, they are either affiliate owners or um, head coaches. And I think in that capacity, absolutely, the programming was pretty valuable. And I learned a lot. And I think it's really fun. For me, it's kind of like playing uh, like Jenga or something. You're like trying to put yeah. all these pieces together and without it falling down. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty cool. So I, I loved that discussion around heavy days. And I was really, it really hit home for me specifically, because you know how I used to hate Oli days. Yeah. Um, and I went through crazy mental crap and still do a little bit, but I love Olympic lifting days. And now I completely see the value. And I think there's a lot that goes into it too, for me that I have an unlimited membership now where I was only doing three times a week membership in the past where I really just wanted to get in good, really hard workouts for those three days. And if an holiday came up on the day I was going to go to CrossFit, I was like, ah, well, I'm not working as hard. But we're just in that society that some is good, more is better. And that the more we work out is going to be more beneficial. And I have to tell you, the past year, if I can say anything, is that you have to rest, you have to sleep, you have to give your body significant amounts of rest when you're working that hard. And guess what? Olympic lifting days is not a rest day. And so you have to really factor in that working out for an hour straight and sweating and dripping and being like, oh, I'm going to barf is completely false. You do not have to be doing that. And it's just, it's made me really respect the Olympic lifting day so much more. Yeah. And, sorry, (laughs) like I'm so passionate about this. And I feel like now too, I know what, the intensity needs to look like for those days. No, yeah. you shouldn't be going in and just kind of half-assing it. You really should be pushing, like Dave Lipson said, pushing to where the weight's pretty darn uncomfortable and you're pretty scared of the weight. That's when the work starts. He goes, when you start to get scared of the weight, that's when your working sets start. I remember my level one, Matt Chan talking about that a little bit too, where he was like, you know, if you write your heavy days of like, you know, two dash two dash two dash two dash two, he's like, those dashes are fear. <laughs> like, Ooh, okay. that's such a, <laughs> like, ma- that's so Matt Chan. It's so Matt Chan. But, and, and like, not to say that like, you should be, you know, pushing yourself beyond what you're comfortable with whatsoever. But at the same time, like, I think it just puts it into perspective. It's like, no, like you should, if anything, and I th- feel like, you know, the, the people who've been in the CrossFit game for a long time, they will always tell you like, no, I am more afraid of back squat day than I ever am a, fr- am a fran. But I think that the mentality around CrossFit still, there's a lot lingering, Oh, everyone's got to go all out, really difficult. Right. You want to be to on the ground. Right. Exactly. And I don't know about Which you, like, but I've just really changed my mindset around that in the past year. Yeah. I think there's a time and place for that too, though. Like I also liked, you know, they yeah. talked about how like, you know, if you have an athlete who's really advanced and even if you are, you know, an intermediate athlete who feels like you're plateauing, challenge yourself to really go for intensity. You know, if you are the type of person who you are an excellent, like per- amazing at pacing and you've gotten to the point where you have every single one of your workouts just dialed in. Like, yeah, that's important to have that skill. But if you want to get fitter, then what you need to be doing is like really pushing yourself and doing like, say you have five rounds with me, like go balls the wall those first two rounds. Like, you know, find your threshold again. Even though if you could look at a workout and say like, I know, I know that I could get this workout done in nine minutes by going, you know, breaking it up exactly X, Y, Z. And at the end, I'm going to feel 
like I worked hard, but ultimately I'm going to feel good versus like I could probably get the first two rounds done in two minutes and then the rest of the workout might take me 15 minutes. But like you're really going to find the limit of your work capacity, you know, like let yourself have those days, which yeah. I was kind of surprised by that because I feel like most of the time I hear like don't go balls to the wall, like don't, you know, teach yourself how to pace. And I think that's more kind of like for a beginner athlete, it makes sense. Like, hey, listen, if you don't have any idea of how to pace, like you're going to get effed up. Oh, yeah. But, I, I just thought I it was still see that, that they, yeah. That they kind of, you know, said that for kind of the more intermediate advanced athlete, like both honor the heavy day and also like get back to pushing yourself out of your comfort zone when it comes to intensity. Yeah. Like for example, today we did like Karen. So at, at our gym, we did Karen two weeks ago and then like Karen and coach TJ is really trying to prep us for the open, right? So we have a specific goal. There's definite programming right now that is catered towards the open. We're doing some yeah. really intentional warmups where our warmups are not all out. They're probably about 70% um, of our of our effort. And then uh, today he said the value of doing Karen is to figure out how you can keep going when you're in that mode of intensity that you just feel like you can't keep pushing your breathing, but you, I want to see if you can get past that comfort level with a lighter weight, with a lighter med ball. And I did Karen at prescribed, well, what, 14 pounds uh, wall ball a couple weeks ago. And then today I just did it at 12 pounds, which is not really a big difference. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot easier. And I'm telling you, it was probably, I only shaved about 40 seconds off my time <laughs> with yeah. a 12 pound medicine ball. And I was, I told him afterwards, I'm like, wow, that was really enlightening for me because at first I, he gave us the option to do the same. He goes, if you really want to, if you really want to try to beat your last score, it's fine. If you really want to just do regular Karen. But I, I thought, no, I'm going to try it lighter. I want to see really how much faster I could go. And that's the purpose of to see if you could, instead of dropping the ball more, see if you can just push that threshold with your breathing. Um, mm -hmm. and man, I was pretty surprised that I could only go 40, 40 seconds faster. Well, I mean, that's good, though. It means that you're really pushing it with your 14 pound level, I guess. That's very true. Yeah. So then after our uh, speaking, go back to the heavy day thing, they put us through a heavy day workout and really gave us an example. Becky taught the class of what an example for a heavy day workout would look like. Uh, it was pretty interesting because we did, Claire and I got to, we didn't partner all weekend. You and I got into different groups yeah, all weekend. Yeah, we were weekend. in different groups all weekend. And Flash, like, I don't think that people really rec realize the fact that we don't really, outside of recording the podcast, which more and more we've been doing over Skype for the last year since Miles was born, we don't really hang out. Like, occasionally we go out and get tacos maybe, like, what, once a month or something? Yeah, like, once a month, yeah. Or, like, we'll get coffee, but, like, we don't see each other in our daily lives, really. Yeah. I mean, and now that I'm not at Jay, like, I ha we haven't worked out together. I mean, when was the last time we worked out, we worked out together? It's been... It's been a long time, yeah. A really long time, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry to shatter all of all of your dreams. I know that we see each other every single day, which would be... so. Well, actually, to be fair, we text all day long. Literally constantly. So... <laughs> That's kind of how it is, but it was really funny because we partnered up at the end and Becky kind of gave us yeah, this Becky look. Like She's like, of course, like, yeah. Understand. She's like, of course you guys are going to be pa paired together. We're like, Becky, we swear this is like the first time we've ever worked out together in forever and ever. <laughs> but we did the deadlift and it was for a three rep max deadlift. I was, I don't know. I think, I, I think my, well, I know my max is 245. And so I started working up to that and I got really scared because you're one I rep just, max. 
my one yeah sorry my one Rotavex. so i got really scared because i'm like oh man we're working up to about 205 oh, i'll stop around 205 for my three rep max and you're like no joy <laughs> which is which made me think i'm like i just need to work out with people who push me more because i just i would have i would have literally stopped at 205 and been like literally eh, i'm good and you're like no you you need to go until you like can't pick up the bar anymore <laughs> No, right. I like I went until I literally failed my third rep. Like yeah. I picked it up twice, and then the third time it would not move. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, great. That's my, like that is the literal definition of a three rep max." Yes, was the weight before this is that if I went any heavier, I couldn't pick it up the third time. And you were like, "La la la." Okay, I think that's good. And I was like, "No, Joy." <laughs> I think though, like it can be hard, and I think you do this a lot. Is you get into this mindset of like, well, I, I don't know. I just think that people are really afraid to like actually fail a lift, which I think is reasonable. I mean, failing a lift is scary, but like especially if it's like a three rep max, like I ended up telling you, you know, pick it up the first two times, and if you don't feel good, just don't pick it up the third time. <laughs> I feel like just any lift, yeah. like what, you know, I mean, I don't want to say what's the worst that could happen because like you could actually get injured, mm-hmm. but if you are in a good gym and you are under a watchful eye and you, you know, are, you know, what you're doing and you, you listen to your body, like go until you fail on a heavy yeah. day. Yeah. You know, if the, if the, the point is to find a new one or max or three or max or whatever, like go until you fail. Well, that's, it's so funny that you say that because my mentality around it has been, I got hurt when I went on a max lift. And so that's kind of like, that's just old crap that haunts me. So I equate failing as getting hurt. And that is completely not the the case at all. So I I just have to trust my body. I think that people think totally equate failing with being injured. And I think that if you do it right, then that's not the case. But I do think, you know, like I said, like, I don't want to say what's the worst that could happen because like you could get injured. But I also think that like, there's so much fear around that one rep max. And I think that people would be so, would get so much stronger, so much faster if you're able to kind of like balance that fear. And I think, I think it's like I remember talking to Haven about this once who Haven owns the gym that Joy used to coach at. And he said something along the lines of like, you know, it's all about just finding that area between being unsafe and being comfortable. And he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, like for most people, the first place they go after comfort is to fear. And but like there is a gray area there where you are no longer in your comfort zone, but you also aren't in the danger zone. Mm -hmm. And like the key to get stronger is to find that gray area. Yeah. For example, if I was to go, uh, when I did the three rep max uh, that I posted the video on, my last set where you were really pushing me out of my comfort zone, it wasn't like I was bumping up. I, I think I only added five pounds, right? Or 10 pounds. And Yeah, I think it was 10 pounds. Yeah, and you're like, let's just go for it. Just go for it. If I was to add 20 pounds, yeah, that might be really stupid. But I think if you can build up, and some people would argue with this, that you really should maybe just go for like a really heavier set because then you're wasting energy. But to me, that doesn't matter. To me, it's it's all about the mental piece and getting slowly chipping away at the mental block. And because I knew that I could do the other way and I was pretty comfortable doing it, I wasn't really, I was, I was a little shaky and that's kind of what made me nervous. But I feel like, okay, I can try this. And like you said, you're like, you can drop it if you need to. And I did actually, I dropped one of the sets and I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then you're like, no, just get back on it. And you're like pushing me well, to get back because, on it. And I think the thing too is like, I think it's about, you know, doing like when you are going for those PRs, like do it with someone you trust because like you knew that I wasn't going to tell you, oh, come on, Joy, like you were right there when your back was rounding. Right, or, right. You know, like you really look like it, but it was like your second rep looked so good and I could just 
see you get inside your head for that third rep and you just didn't even try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you're working out with somebody who you trust and who you know, like, knows how you work, you know, you have to... I feel like that's when I've really surprised myself is when I'm with someone who I know knows me and who I trust and who they really, if I get a sense like they believe in me and that they think that I can peer, then I'm like, you know what, this person, like I trust them. Yep. I guess, you know, you all try again. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because when we're working out with people who are just pushing you just to yell at you and say, oh, get it up, get that bar up. There's so much in there that's just trying to be a cheerleader versus they know what's best for your body. And I'm not saying people that are cheering for you don't want you to PR. But I think that let this is a special case where you knew that my history and my history has been that I'm really afraid of these heavier lifts and that but you were I knew that you were looking at me with a very critical eye you were giving me really good cues. I may or may not have just finished like 24 straight exactly. hours exactly <laughs> you know so you knew exactly what we were looking for and you were cueing me on everything I needed to be doing right and I and I went for it and I feel like that was the confidence boost that I needed now if I was in the gym and I was maybe just working out with someone who didn't know me as well I probably would totally have stopped it and they would have let me they would have been like okay fine right. if that's what you want to do but so I think that there's a value too of listeners out there if you have a really good lifting buddy and you have a good relationship or at least to start developing those relationships I think that's that could be you know, moving the the dial a little bit more towards, um, I mean, I think we underestimate the power of those relationships to really impact our lifts and to, to bump our weights and get PRs. Yeah. Hashtag CrossFit BFFs for the win. It was fun to get to work out though. I like, yeah, it was great. Oh, except for the part where Camille showed up for like two minutes, right? Oh yeah. She showed up for like an hour while we were doing our wad and I, and I was like right by the door and she kept walking past me while I was like dying on top of a box doing box jumps and I was like, she's totally judging me. (laughs) Well, as a side note for you guys who don't know, Dave Lipson is her husband and so she... They live in Boulder. Yeah, they live in Boulder and so Camille walked in and... She, they have a new puppy and she was walking in with her new puppy, which was adorable. And part of me was more excited about the puppy than I was Camille. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a puppy. Oh wait, oh, there's Camille. Oh my gosh. Oh. And then trying not to get distracted by Camille. How do you, how do you sit here in the level two when Camille LeBlanc Bazinet is like right there? Yeah. just like strolling around. Oh, strolling around. Yeah. No big deal. No big I wonder deal. like. For the, you know, professional CrossFit athletes who do have their level one and level two, like being in a class with them, that would be distracting. Oh, yeah. Or like being in my, what if Bob Harper came to the level two? I would not. What if, Joy? You would just like sit in the corner weeping. <laughs> I would I would sit behind him and just take pictures that I could Photoshop <laughs> myself into. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I still, Sorry. our listeners are the best when they photoshopped me into that photo with oh Bob gosh, Harper. That was... I, I mean, that just made my day. That was so great. That was oh, so great. Oh my goodness. Man, the open is in four weeks. I'm so excited. Have you signed up officially? Oh yeah. I did that like day one. No, I need to do that still. <laughs> I don't know why I like procrastinate every year. I always know I'm going to do it. I know. You do this every year, so I'm not even going to. I gonna, do yeah. every single year. Yeah. You know, what else is going on? Costa Rica's coming up. Costa Rica is coming right up. Now, we, we only have, have one, spot. one spot. Although I'm curious, we had so many messages today and was like, I'm really thinking about it. How many spots are left? Is anybody else going coming who's going solo? And I was like, yes, there's one spot left. There's totally people coming by themselves. Like, So we'll see whether or not she signs up. So if you're listening, Liz, I hope you signed up. And if Liz did not sign up, better get on again. And if you're not sure about hanging out with strangers for four days, just know, you guys, that I'm probably one of the biggest introverts out there. And yeah, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> 
like, let's just acknowledge the fact that Joy and I are both going to go hang out with strangers for the next, you know, for five straight days. And you yeah. all know everything about our lives. Yeah. So that's we not weird We can make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have some really, just really. imagine how nervous we are. Yeah, we <laughs> have some. We have some really cool things lined up for the trip. So it's going to be a really good time. It's four days. No, five days, four nights. Uh, the sign up link is on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page. So you it's can actually not on our Instagram. I took it down. Never mind. Where is it? Facebook. It's just girlsgonewad.under30experiences.com. Um, let's see. What else? Anything else you want to recap with level two is besides the fact that we went to the source every day for lunch and got the most amazing, oh, the most amazing lunches ever. First day we got no, tacos. <laughs> Second day we got hipster coffee and, uh, or no, coffee first, and hipster sandwiches. Yeah. Um, everything there is hipster though. It really is. And they have this French bakery that just, I can't even explain the type of croissants that we got. We were just, I was they're in so heaven. Flaky. Oh, they're so flaky. They're so good. <laughs> But all in all, we had a wonderful weekend. I just cannot say enough about the coaches and the trainers. They're just so knowledgeable, super nice. I feel really proud of us because I was pretty darn scared. It was hard. It was not easy. I don't mm-hmm. know. I wonder if anybody takes the level two that doesn't pass. So there's no test. It's just about participation and, you know, doing it well and I guess, you know, showing up. But Yeah, one of the coaches made a comment that there's been, you know, uh, participants in the past who aren't as receptive to feedback. And I would say if you're not receptive to feedback and or you just part of me feels like people who aren't re- receptive to feedback don't even aren't aware of it. So they probably won't even hear this message. Yeah. But a lot of they've had a lot of participants where the people who struggle the most are the ones that don't like to hear feedback, think that they know everything. And I was like, are you there yeah. really people out there that come to these that are that you know, entitled? I could see that, especially people who like, I think there's a certain type of person that we all know of who does CrossFit, who also has a hard time like taking feedback about their performances or taking feedback about how much weight they should put on the bar and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And I could totally see that type of person also having a hard time being like, no, like this is how I've always coached it. This is fine. Like my, you know, and really having a hard time. Like I, th- I, sh- I think there are totally people out there who just don't ever want to admit that someone is doing something better than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And it could also be hard. I feel like if, especially if it's like your full-time job or you're a gym owner, if somebody all of a sudden tells you like, no, you've been coaching that wrong this whole time, that could be really hard. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, oh crap. I wonder all those people whose lives I just, ru- I just ruined life ruiner. She's a life she ruiner. Ru- she, ru- she ruins, ruins people's, people's lives. Lives. Why does Mean Girls apply to everything? It really does. I would like to give a shout out to the listeners who <laughs> had the people that were in their lo- in the level two with us say hi because we had, we had a few people that were like, like, "Oh my god, you're in the same class." First of all, class. first of all, it was like twenty guys. There was not really many girls. Yeah, there at were like all. five girls. There's not many guys. There's not many girls at all. So the likelihood that we'd be quote unquote recognized hashtag so famous is was pretty low but so then i think by the end of the day we had a couple guys come up to us and they're like we don't really know what we're what these girls are talking about but apparently they're really excited that you're here and so <laughs> i we took a few selfies in people's cameras that they would send to their friends and it was really kind of funny because they're like i guess we should know you i'm like well i don't know i mean do you like chick podcast but we've got some pretty dedicated guy listeners i'm like yeah, don't knock it till you try it 
are starting, they actually just started their own podcast, which is called Lift Like Lawyers. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for another podcast, go check them out. Check them out. They are really cute. Go so you're them. you're heading out of town. Claire's got a busy week, so we're going to wrap up here. Oh my gosh, my life. Claire's life is pretty Why, hectic right every now. Every time that I talk to you guys, I'm like, my life is crazy. But after yeah. this week, it will calm down. We have our big, like, yearly... Our big annual partner summit. Oh, I got a promotion. Claire got a promotion. I was just going to tell you. I was going to make sure you you mentioned that. Yes. So I got promoted. I was a account coordinator on my team. So I work um, with brand partnerships and basically was just helping like support all the account managers with the tactical aspects of their partnerships. And I got promoted to account manager. So I'm going to be working more one-on-one with different, with some of our different partners, I guess you could say. And uh, working on like the kind of high level, like the, you know, big strategy pieces for them. And so, but the last kind of thing that I have to do with my coordinator hat on is finish this partner summit that we have up in Vail this week. And it's just been a lot going on. Like it's uh, about 65 people for three days up in Vail, lots of meetings, lots of activities, lots of logistics, lots of just like getting people around and making sure everybody has all their gear and all the above. So I mean, you're really looking forward to it being Friday and being done. I, like, I know everything's going to go fine. And once you, you know, I've planned enough events to know that once you're in it, things tend to flow and, like, you kind of find your groove. And as long, you know, things always, no matter how well you have something planned, little things always come up and you just have to deal with them. But mm-hmm. it's just, I really run it. I want it to be over already. Yeah. You've had a long week, too. So, you had level two this weekend. Then you've got this yeah, work it's stuff. Yeah, it's been a long and, couple of weeks. Yeah. We went ice climbing two weekends oh, ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which was great, but it was just like another weekend out of the house. And then we had level two. And then, yeah. Okay. So, we're going to wrap up here. But I think that's it. We had a really fun weekend. And yeah. a lot of CrossFit. It was like major CrossFit land. Of course, it's always so much fun to just hang out with people who love CrossFit just as much as you do. I found myself geeking out big time whenever they were giving lectures. And I was like, wow, this is the most I paid attention to a lecture since... I don't even know if (laughs) if only all my classes could be this interesting when I took classes anyway. So yeah, that's it for this week. Please support the sponsor pure wad P U R E W O D. Remember the discount code is G G W. We thank you guys so much for the support as always. We're going to have some really cool episodes coming up for the open. So if you have any suggestions or preferences of what you liked last year, we'd love to hear your feedback of what you want to hear during the open. Claire Bear, have fun on your trip. Yeah, thanks. Let's get, taco- right, Let's get tacos on Saturday. We're just going to plan our weekend right now since... Uh, Deal. I'll probably... Won- well, I'm going to text anybody you. wants to come eat tacos on Saturday with us, let Tacos us on Saturday. Everybody show up uh, somewhere. We'll figure it out. That's okay, it for bye. this week. Bye! Thank you.